0: You're listening to episode 52 of the Beauty Business Podcast with me, Adam Chatterley. And if you're new around here, well, I'm your host on the show. And we're here for the independent businesses in the health, wellness, and beauty industry. I want to help you reach your business goals through simple, practical, and focused business information. And that's what I share with you here on the podcast. So whether you own or manage your own beauty salon, spa or clinic, I'm gonna teach you all about the foundations of building not only an incredible, rewarding and profitable business, but above all, a stress-free one too. In short, I wanna help you make more money, have more time and simply enjoy what it is that you do. So if that sounds good, let's go. So, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. How are you doing today? I'm so thankful for you being here today. I'm not sure if it's your first time here or if you're a regular listener, but I'd like to thank you for taking the time to find the show and to listen to it. And to those of you who've taken the time to leave me a review on iTunes, I thank you too. In fact, I'd like to give a shout out to some of you iTunes reviewers because just the few minutes it takes to leave me a review does a number of things. First of all, it lets me know that I'm actually helping people out there. And that's kind of the point of the show. And number two, it helps others find the show and know that it's worth taking some time out to listen to and check out. So, hello to Teacher in Buckinghamshire, Evo on iTunes, Mrs. Holland-Hanton going by the iTunes username Rachie Roachie, CDI underscore Sue and Katz Spa Pure. Also on iTunes, Patty Baxter from all the way on the other side of the planet in Australia. Now, you know, I love reading the reviews. It's really fascinating to me to see which episodes, you know, resonate with people. And it's usually the same ones, but then occasionally there's one that kind of touches someone just out of the blue. And I absolutely love that. And the one that seems to be, you know, randomly popping up um, and people leaving comments about recently is the imposter syndrome one, which is really interesting to me because that's kind of an uncomfortable one that I did it's not talking about you know practical business information so I'm really pleased that you enjoy different ones that we do like that so we'll make sure we do a few more of those as we go as well so yeah I've really decided to to dig deep on the podcast and really go into it and I wanted to to get it in the ears of as many beauty salon clinic and independent spa owners as possible. So I'd like to ask you at the beginning of the show for your help on this. Now I do love the reviews but I just want to test the collective power of you wonderful listeners and social media. So if you're able to as in you're not driving or currently operating heavy machinery or performing, you know, surgery right now, grab your phone, take a screenshot of the podcast as you're listening to it and to do that Uh, just press the home button and the power button on your iPhone or the power button and the volume down key at the same time if your iPhone doesn't have a home button. Um, I'm not sure how to do it on an Android phone. You'll have to figure that out. But basically, take a picture of your screen right now with the podcast on it and post it on your Instagram or Facebook feed. Tag me in it, which is either at Adam Chatterley or at Salab Business Secrets, and I'll personally say hello back to you. I'd love it if by everyone listening just doing this, makes this episode absolutely explode and also gets the podcast out there to more people that I can help. Okay, so today's episode is a little different. You see, normally if you are a regular listener, I'm talking about ways to grow your business, things you can do to help get more clients, earn more money, save time, you know, that kind of thing. Well, today we're looking at something that at first glance, might seem a little bit dull, but something that could earn you £5,000 or around $6,500 more money in your beauty business each year. Well, to be precise, what I'm going to do is I'm going to attempt to help you save £5,000 per year. But remember that saving that money in your business means you get to keep more of the money and therefore it earns you more money. So if that makes sense, I hope you're with me. So it may not be the the sexiest thing to talk about. And some of you may have heard some of these things before. That just means they're good advice. But doing these things will save you actual cash in your business that you don't have to spend or you won't lose, resulting in you getting to keep more of your money. So what I have for you is a list of 10 practical ways to save money in your salon starting today. And like I said, on the surface, this may not seem like the most interesting topic, but also, like I've said, we're talking about some significant money here. Now, my goal when I set out to make this episode and start researching it was I wanted to save you and therefore make you somewhere in the region of £5,000 per year. However, all salons are very different. So to keep everyone on board and interesting, what I've done is I've calculated an approximate saving for each of the 10 items on this list. And for each point, I'll be giving you the calculated saving, you know, to make it a bit more exciting. Now, however, to do this, I've had to come up with some sort of typical salon to base all the calculations on. So for the purposes of this episode alone, my typical salon, if you like, has something like two treatment rooms, two manicure tables, a small reception area, and four members of staff, one of them full-time and three of them part-time. And as far as the treatments are concerned, it does a standard mix of facials, massage, manicures, pedicures, and some maintenance and waxing treatments, okay? So if your salon is bigger than that, then the savings you could make could be substantially larger. And if you're a bit smaller, then the savings will be smaller too, but there will be savings nonetheless. Now, what's also interesting is I was compiling this list and researching the savings, I realized that most of the ways of saving money on the list were actually more environmentally friendly too. So in this time of where all of us are a little bit more ecologically minded, this is no bad thing. And I mention it specifically because I would have assumed that in order for a salon, indeed any business, to be more environmentally friendly, it would actually be more expensive to do so. So saving money, as it turns out, also helps the planet. Okay, let's get to the list, shall we? Now, the list is in no particular order, just to keep things interesting. And I caution you to hear each point out, especially to the part where I tell you just how much you could save on each point before you think about moving on to the next one. So let's dive in, shall we? Okay, at number one, it's simply to upgrade your lighting. Now, yeah, I can, I can already hear you reaching for the button to skip forward 30 seconds, but just hold on there for a minute. I'm not about to give you a lesson in light bulbs, but just to understand a couple of very simple things. Number one, traditional light bulbs are very inefficient. Therefore, they use quite a lot of energy. They are cheap to buy, but they don't last very long either. Number two, low energy bulbs are a little bit more expensive. They've been around for a while, but they're a little bit more expensive to buy, but they last a lot longer and use a little bit less energy than your typical ones. Now, number three, you've more recently got LED bulbs. Now, these haven't been around very long, but they are now widely available. They are a little bit more expensive to buy, but they use a fraction of the energy and they last for ages, meaning that they are way more friendly to the planet. But can this actually save you real money? Well, I worked out that in my typical salon, they have 12 light bulbs. They are likely using standard light bulbs, which is costing them around £232 a year in energy bills, plus the cost of replacing the bulbs when they inevitably die. Now, fitting LED bulbs would initially cost a little bit of money, but over the course of that first year would save. Around 180 pounds overall. Now that saving goes up to well over a thousand pounds over five years because you're not having to replace the bulbs all the time. Seriously, these LED bulbs last for ages. So this isn't exactly going to have you retiring early, but it's better for the planet and putting money in your pocket at the same time. That sounds like a good deal to me. Besides, we are only just getting started. Oh, and don't forget, if you have more than 12 bulbs, then the savings in your salon, clinic, or spa will be even higher. So the cost saving for this point, number one, is around £180 or around $236 per year. And what we're going to do is we're going to add all these savings up at the end. Now, at number two, it's to power down. Now, as well as lights, we use a lot of electrical stuff in the beauty, aesthetics and wellness world. For a start, there are quite powerful lights, mag lights, wood lights, lasers, Then there's refrigerators, not to mention heaters, wax pots, heated towel cabinets, autoclaves, steamers, UV lamps, hair dryers. Just a tip here, anything that heats up using electricity, particularly that stays heated up over a period of time, uses quite a lot of power. Now, it's incredibly easy to leave lights on, leave wax pots on, electric heaters on, etc. in treatment rooms throughout the day even if that room isn't in use. There are things like lights on manicure tables, gel lamps, all these kind of things. So leaving non-essential items switched on or even in standby mode is estimated to account for approximately 30% of your annual energy bill, according to the University of Southampton's Eco Hair and Beauty Project. Now, the average beauty salon or hair salon electricity bill in 2016 was approximately £2,400 for the year, equivalent to about $3,150. So if 30% of that was due to stuff being left on that didn't need to be turned on, then that's £720 you could save over the course of the year of just one year simply by switching things off that you're not using. Now, you could amend your setup process on a morning to take account of the bookings that are in for that day and only switch on the things that you need. Plus, you could make it a once or twice daily task for one of your team to go around and check that things are switched off around the salon that aren't being used. So the annual saving for point number two is £720. Okay, so things are getting a little bit more serious now, aren't they? Okay, so at number three, it's to watch your stocks. Now, it's very easy to get carried away when you're ordering your professional and retail stock, especially when your product's house business manager is visiting you and, you know, encouraging you to buy more so you can sell more. But stock sat in your store cupboard isn't making you any money. And if it sits there long enough, not only will it become unsellable due to its expiry date, but you'll then also have to dispose of it, costing you even more money and waste. So go through your stock cupboard. What isn't selling? Don't order any more of it, whatever it is, but make it your mission to sell the stock you have or sell the treatments that use that product if it's professional stock. Speak to your business manager. If it's still got plenty of shelf life, they might take it back and exchange it for something that you do use or do sell lots of. Now, this is a difficult one to estimate because there are too many factors, but a couple of years ago, I worked on a project with one of my larger corporate clients to look at all the out-of-date stock in their store cupboards of their larger number of salons. They had around 40 spas and salons at the time. Now, that figure came out to a cost value of £863.40 and pence per site when we averaged everything out. And that was just the stuff in the cupboard that was out of date, not the stuff that was still technically in date, but not selling. Now, also on the subject of stock, do what you can to keep an eye on your usage level of professional product as even small overusage left unchecked can seriously add up over time. Now, I haven't actually done this as an experiment myself for over 10 years now, but the last time I did, I monitored professional product usage at a salon in Liverpool in England that was about three times the size of my typical salon used for the purposes of this episode. However, over the course of those three months, we compared the actual usage of professional product in that salon to the recommended usage from the product house, which at the time was Declior, just so you know. Now, the team were very good there. They were established. They'd worked together for quite some time, and you would have described this salon as successful by any measure. However, When in that first month we measured the usage, we worked out that it was 17%, 17%, 17.17% above what they should have been using. Now, over the course of three months, we got that over usage down from that 17% to just 3%. Now, that tells me that, first of all, product houses are a little bit on the stingy side with their suggested usage levels, but also that that 12% reduction over the course of the year at that salon worked out to a product cost saving of around £5,730 worth of product that they didn't need to buy because they weren't overusing. So if that salon was three times the size of ours in this example, let's call that a potential saving of £1,910, which is basically that £5,730 divided by three. Now, if we add these two figures together, the £863.40 in average out of date stock that was sat on the shelves plus the savings of 1910 pounds in excessive overusage of products that gives us a potential average stock saving of 2773 pounds and 40 pence now that's a very healthy month's salary just right there just in easily savable stock spend okay so i hope you are kind of ears are pricking up and you're paying a bit more attention to this now Now, number four on my list is to chill out. Now, generally speaking, you're going to want your salon or spa to be a comfortable place to be. Now, on the whole, this means heating it. And if you're lucky enough to live in a naturally warm country, then it means potentially cooling it. Now, the average heating bill for a small salon here in the UK is apparently £764 per year. So we'll use that as an example. Now, yours might be higher, yours might be much higher, yours might even be lower. Now, if you're in a warmer country and you regularly use air conditioning to cool your salon, then the prices are generally double. It's more expensive to cool than it is to heat because it uses more energy. Now, I was going to suggest just changing the temperature of your spa by one degree, which is barely noticeable to the human body. But it turns out when I've done the sums that this only actually saves you about £30 per year, which is hardly going to knock your socks off, despite being a little bit friendlier on the environment. And if you regularly use air conditioning to cool your salon, then you would save about double that if you didn't cool things down quite as much by just one degree. But again, £60 or $80 isn't really going to have you, you know, buying anything more than your average meal out. However, it turns out that the much bigger saving is in not heating or not cooling your salon or spa when it's not in use. Now, according to the Energy Savings Trust, the average small business, sorry, I couldn't find stats specifically for salons on this one, but the average small business simply leaves their heating on a temperature-based thermostat all the time rather than putting it on a timer. Now, at some point in time, there was this theory that leaving your heating on all the time was better and cheaper than having it go cold and then heat up again, or heat up and then go cold again if you're in one of those warmer climates. But this apparently is utter nonsense, especially with more modern heating systems. Now, the average small business is heating its premises to some degree when they are closed overnight, and particularly in the case of hair and beauty salons, also on days when they are closed for business. This costs the average business around £242 to £368 per year in energy bills. So if you don't want to drop a degree when it comes to the temperature of your salon or spa, then simply be more diligent. Learn how to use that timer function thingy on your heating system or thermostat so your heating is off or at least turned right down when you are not open. Now, if your heating system doesn't have that capability, then get a quote to have a timer thermostat fitted. They're not expensive these days. And even with fitting, you could get one put in for around £150 or around $200. You've made your money back inside that first year, and then you'll be quids in, as they say, every single year after that. Now, while we're on the subject of heating, it's well worth having your boiler or air conditioning system serviced. Poorly performing systems can affect their efficiency by up to 30%. So while you're thinking about your heating and keeping costs under control, why not get your systems checked? Now, the rather scary thing here is that if you happen to be guilty of liking things a little bit warmer or cooler than they need to be, plus you've not bothered turning off your heating when you are closed and your heating or cooling systems aren't performing their best, that could actually be well over 60% of your heating bills accounted for. So if you've already a little bit mentally switched off as I'm talking about heating, grab your latest monthly bill, take half of that figure, multiply it by 12 to get an approximate year's saving. Now I'm guessing that could easily be around a thousand pounds or around $1,200. I bet you're interested now, hey? So what should we put down for this one? Well, let's keep it on the conservative side and just include the savings involving in turning off heating when you don't need it, and say it will save you the average £368 or $480. Obviously, these figures would vary hugely depending on your energy prices, location, supplier, etc. But I think this is a pretty good indication. So coming in at number five, Now this one will get your attention. It's reducing your cancellation and no-shows. Now, some of you may not even think of this as a cost, but it is. It's money you thought was coming in but it doesn't. And if they are late cancellations as well as no-shows, then that's time and revenue that you can't easily replace. Now, if you've listened to earlier podcast episodes, then you probably already know about this, and hopefully you are already doing something about it to help produce this. But to boil this down to basics here, late cancellations and no-shows cost the average beauty salon just under £120 every single week. That's over £6,000 a year or almost $8,000 per year. Now, to help you out here, I've got a whole other episode covering everything you can do to reduce your no-shows and late cancellations, even to the point of eradicating them entirely. Now, that podcast is episode number 41, so you can check it out, but I'll put a link to it in the show notes for this episode as well. Now, the estimated annual saving here, what should we put down on my sheet for this one? Well, I know that you're probably on the case to some extent with late cancellations and no-shows. So we'll take half that average figure and say that if you really put the effort into fixing this one, you could save yourself still around £3,000 per year, around $4,500. We'll put that one down. Now, at number six is a real surprise for me. And the advice here is to go disposable. Now, when I was researching this episode, I was really desperately trying to come up with some more unusual ways to save money that people hadn't heard of. Now, I know that some of these items on this list, you know, they're not really rocket science, and a few of them you've probably heard many times before, but that's kind of the point. Some of these things we've all heard before and know we should be doing, but we just haven't got around to them for one another reason. Maybe they just don't quite seem important enough but my hope is that by reminding you and then putting a real world price tag on each and every one of them, it will give you the nudge that you need. However, one way to save serious money in your business that really surprised me for three reasons, actually, one of them because just how much money you can save, two, because it's super environmentally friendly, and three, because it's probably the very opposite of what we all naturally believe to be true. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about disposable treatment towels, and in particular, a disposable towel system called Scrummy. Now, I have to thank Scrummy for all the information and the help they provided me here to give me these figures. You'll have to check out their website for more info on their product and what they offer. I'll put a link in the show notes or just go to scrummyspa.com for all the details. But essentially, these highly biodegradable, they'll biodegrade in just eight weeks, towels can save you up to 90% of your laundry and towel costs and they're 100% natural, sustainable and vegan friendly. So bang on trend and good for the environment as well. Now, 90% of your towel and laundry costs, that's absolutely huge. I was blown away. In fact, I'll be honest, I didn't fully believe it to start with until they explained everything to me. Now, in fact, Scrummy have actually done all these maths for me, which was great. And they reckon that if you're doing your own laundry using domestic laundry facilities, i.e. washing machines and dryers, then the average reasonably busy medium-sized salon could save up to £3,800 per year. And all of this while saving the planet. Now, this was the biggest revelation to me in all the research, and I highly recommend that you check them out. And if you are thinking that disposable towels aren't luxurious, then also check out the list of spas that are using them on their website, including Handpicked Hotels, Elemis, and Dermalogica. So if you want to check them out, that's Scrummy Spa. So it's S-C-R-U-M-M-I-Spar.com. All the information you need is there. So what should we put for a saving on this one? Well, we're going to be a little bit more conservative than Scrummy estimates and put this one down as a potential saving of two and a half thousand pounds per year. And that is very, very realistic because I went through all their maths and made sure that it all made sense. But that is still a really, really impressive figure. Now, at number seven, it's the good old advice to reuse and recycle where possible. Now, there are loads of ways that this could apply, but just picking one specific one that I think applies to most salons is this. Now we probably celebrate events and seasons in our industry more than most and that means that you probably have a fair amount of different decorations that you use throughout the year. Now I know it's a bit of a pain and it takes a bit of time but if after every holiday, every season change or every event you pack and store your decorations properly so you can reuse them again next year without having to buy them again this could actually save you a pretty penny. Now, I reckon that even the most modest of salon decorations cost around £60 a time. And let's say you change them six times a year to cover the season changes and a couple of major holidays. Now, if you're buying new stuff each time, that's going to cost you £360 per year that you're spending. And knowing how easy it is to get carried away on decorations, probably quite a bit more than this. So if you reuse your decorations, you know, find a cupboard, put them away properly and store them and then you can save yourself some cash. Oh, and another great tip I heard somewhere recently was to recycle old and worn treatment towels and make them into cleaning rags. It's not going to save you a whole lot of money, but it's better than simply throwing them away. Also, you can clean up and use empty product bottles, tubes and containers and actually make displays out of them or even make your own salon themed decorations, which is a great idea. So we'll give this one a £360 per year potential saving. Now, at number eight, the advice is to go paperless. Now, all businesses seem to be able to create paperwork like it's going out of fashion. But the beauty and wellness industry seems, you know, better at it than most. There's medical questionnaires, consultation cards, treatment disclaimers, not to mention price lists, brochures, treatment menus, reports, receipts. The list goes on. Now, printing itself costs money. And then there's the cost of the paper to actually print on. And naturally, it's not exactly friendly to the environment either. Now, in my own office, I've recently sold or disposed of all the computer printers in our office in a bid to stop using so much paper and printing supplies. Now, to make me and my team think a little bit more before needing to print something out, that's the reason why I did this. Now, when we do need to print something, we take it to the local print shop, which is just down the road. And that's actually done three things for us. Number one, it's worked. We now only print things that we absolutely need to because it's just slightly more inconvenient having to walk down the road to get it printed at the shop. Number two, it's made us a little bit healthier because we occasionally do have to take a walk down to the shop to get something printed, which happens around, I don't know, twice a week. But the third thing is it's made me realize the individual cost of printing just one single page of paper. Now near as damn it, it's around 10p and that's for a page of basic A4 on standard paper. Now that doesn't sound like a great deal of money, but think about how many things you print or have printed for your business. Now we worked out that in my own business, we'd save around 300 pounds per year now that we've ditched having our own printers connected to our computers. And that's not including the price of the printer itself. But in a salon or spa, you need things printed, right? Well, do you? There are plenty of salon and spa software systems now that have digital forms available for you or your clients to fill in just like paper, things like medical questionnaires or consult forms. Now, the iPads and tablets that you need to use these digital forms on are now way more affordable than they've ever been and more reliable too. Plus, they're multifunctional, so it's not like you only have to use them for filling in forms. Things like price lists, brochures, treatment menus, and even receipts can all be digified now too. We've all got a smartphone on us. So when someone asks for one of these, why not just have a super easy way of sharing this with them, giving this to people in a digital format rather than in a printed format. Now, This also means you can save on space too, as you won't need to store hundreds of manual paper cards, forms and brochures and all these kind of things. And this gives you extra space to store those decorations from earlier on. Now I got my calculator out and just looking at the major consult forms, treatment menus and price lists, as well as a reasonable amount of report printing, I calculated that our fictional salon would save approximately £382.57 per year by switching to digital. And before you bring it up, I've even included in there the cost of buying a couple of decent tablet devices to fill in your new digital forms on. And at number nine, it is wake up and don't smell the roses. Now this point probably runs the risk of labelling me a bar humbug penny pincher more than any of the others, but let's talk about fresh flowers. Yes, there's nothing like fresh flowers to really make your salon or spa bright and beautiful, but come on, they die after just a few days. So wouldn't it be better to buy quality artificial flowers that you can use and use and use and use. And even if you spend £20 a week on flowers for your salon, which let's face it, is really easily done, that's £1,000 per year. So switching to even really high quality artificial flowers could cost you between 200 and £300, which even if you went for the most expensive ones would still save you £700 over the course of a year. Financial sense, yes. A step too far, that's up to you, but we're putting this one down as a £700 a year potential saving anyway. And finally, point number 10 is just to think about quality over affordability. Now, this may seem a little bit backwards, but whenever you are purchasing equipment for your salon, your clinic, or your spa, it pays to spend a little bit more. Now, I'm willing to bet that if you were looking at bringing in a new piece of equipment, treatment machinery, you would do your homework like nothing else. You'd make sure that you were bringing in the very best one with the best results and the best reviews that you could afford for your clients. However, so many other non-essential equipment purchases from the kettle in your staff room to the computer on reception to the heater in the treatment room at the back that's always cold in the morning, even to the display units, product stands and shelves that you use. Often, these get purchased based on them being, quote, doing a little Quotation mark things with my fingers here as cheap as possible. Now, this may seem like good financial sense, but there's an old saying buy cheap, buy twice, meaning that if you buy only the cheapest product, then on average, it's likely to break down more quickly or simply not be up to the task in the first place, meaning that you have to replace it much sooner. So, by saving a few pounds or dollars to buy the very cheapest thing on Amazon this may end up in you having to spend even more by buying replacements than simply to buy the better quality item for the job in the first place. So take the extra few minutes to do a little bit of research, read the reviews, ask for recommendations and spend that extra bit of money if it makes sense. Now also when it comes to anything electrical, it really does pay to look at the energy usage. I know I'm banging on about this, but I recently bought a big TV for my parents. Now, I had a certain budget, so I was tempted to buy them just the biggest TV that I could. However, being a bit of a geek, as you know I am, I happened to look at the energy usage. Now, I was staggered to find that the cheaper ones made by some brand that I'd never heard of used up to three times as much power as a slightly more expensive model by one of the more well-known companies. Now, in one case, it was just £40 difference in price, But that saving would have been eclipsed within just five months of usage, given the cost of actually powering the TV. Now, needless to say, I was a good son and I still bought the bigger TV, but I bought the one by the well-known brand with all the bells and whistles and the lower energy usage. And I just chipped in a bit of extra money myself, but shh, don't tell my folks. Now, a difficult one to estimate an annual saving for here, but the Office of National Statistics suggests that buying simply the lowest price equipment for a small office, and again, I couldn't find stats for a salon or spa on this one, this costs an average business around £340 per year with breakages, um, unnecessary replacements and call out fees to get things fixed. So we'll go with that. So, what is the final saving here across all 10 points? Well, like I said at the start, I thought I'd be able to help you save, you know, the average small to medium sized beauty salon, I thought I'd be able to help you save around about £5,000 per year with these 10 pretty basic tips. So, how did we do? Well, using the mostly conservative estimates from each point, just the 10 things in this episode could save you and therefore make you. £11,323.97, and pence, which works out to be around $14,850. Now, that's more than twice what I thought I'd be able to do, so I'm really, really pleased. Now, putting that into perspective, that's a pretty nice small car you could buy each year, possibly a whole other member of staff, or one really awesome holiday for you, or even a couple of still pretty amazing holidays every single year. Now, I'll leave you with those thoughts of what you can actually spend the money on, but hopefully, I've explained just enough in each point so you know which ones would affect your business the most. And my advice would be to start with those and then why not follow up with the others? There are only 10 after all. And don't forget to send me a postcode from that holiday you go on or the new car you buy with all the money you save. Now, I know I say this every single week or something similar, but I never know if this is the first episode you've listened to of the show, so I'm going to say it again. You can let me know your thoughts about this episode or any other episode in the comments on the show notes pages at www.beautybusinesspodcast.com or by clicking the description for this episode on the podcast app on your phone or you can leave me a super quick rating which takes about five seconds on iTunes or if you have a whole minute minute and a half to spare please leave me a bit of a review as well not only does it help other beauty business owners find the show and know that it's worth listening to but it might even make it onto my impact 365 page as well and Do you know what? I've been missing reading out the listener reviews recently. We used to do this at the end of each episode and I stopped for some reason. And you know what? I'm going to bring it back. So if you leave me an honest review, I might just read it out and give you a shout out on the show too. So remember to put your name where you are and your salon name in there too. Okay then. Well, next week I'm back with another episode. And normally at this point, I tell you what it is to, you know, tease you in anticipation to make sure that you tune in and listen. However, this one's going to be a bit of a surprise for me as well, because we've got a few episodes recorded now, and I'm not entirely sure which one we're bringing to you next. So I'm going to keep you in suspense this time, and you'll just have to tune in next week to find out what we're talking about. Anyway, I hope to see you back here in a week's time for that. But for now, I'm going to wish you a happy, healthy, and prosperous week ahead. I'll be back in a week. See you soon.